from producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. All right, welcome in to the Inside Caroline podcast live from Hickory Tavern. We're here at the 2020 signing day party, our first live podcast. Joined by Don Callahan, recruiting guru. Uh, we have some semi-breaking news. Don? Yes, so Elijah Burris, who has been committed to North Carolina since... What was it? Uh, Halloween of 2018. I just received a text message from his coach that he has signed with Hampton this morning, which is the direct direction we basically thought it was going to go. He didn't have the the academics to uh, to get to Carolina, and UNC kind of let that situation kind of die slowly. So now we don't have to worry about that. UNC signed was it? It's 25 now, I believe, of a class of 25, and. Uh, and that's it for the 2020 class as far as uh, who's going to be a part of it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to kind of go over the 2020 class briefly and then get into some superlatives on the 2020 class before diving into kind of a preview of the 2021 class with some news off the junior days, uh, some targets, top targets for UNC in the upcoming class, um, any intel on the Peyton page and some of the bigger five-star targets, and then we're going to take your questions. The 2020 class and then 20. 21 class. You ready, Don? I'm ready. All right, so the 2020 class that just signed for UNC. Don, how did UNC approach this class? What was kind of the goals and what needs they need to fulfill? Did they fulfill everything in this class? Well, they, they focused in-state out, basically, and that was proven by the fact that 14 of the 25 players who signed with North Carolina were from North Carolina. Not only that, they were some of the top players in the state of North Carolina. So it's one thing to, I mean, anybody can really sign their entire class from the state, but to get the top players is a lot more difficult, especially with some of the players, uh, some of the competition that North Carolina had to go up against to land some of these players. They obviously wanted a strong defensive line, and they were able to do that with guys like Desmond Evans, Miles Murphy, uh, and uh, Kedrick Bickley-Jones. Um, also some guys who kind of rose up the rankings later on, like Jaquiris Connolly is a personal favorite of mine. Um, but then they also went out of state for guys like Caden uh, Baker to help uh, fulfill their, their needs at uh, offensive line. Overall, I mean, everything that they wanted to get as far as numbers-wise with each position, they were able to get. There was a, it was a little scary. I know it's hard to remember now because we're so far away from that December signing period. But up until, I guess, two weeks prior to the December signing period, UNC wasn't sure if it was going to land their quarterback, and they were able to, to or sign their quarterback, but they were able to uh, kind of fend off Arkansas from pulling away uh, Jacoby uh, Criswell. That's right. So UNC right now is the number 19 class in the nation, according to 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. The number three uh, class in the ACC. I'm trying to carry my voice here. Uh, and uh, yeah, deep dad voice. That's right. They got the quarterback. They got wide receivers they needed. Uh, of course, the defensive line was a um, major priority to fill that. We're going to jump. Anything, anything else on uh, overall about this class you want to touch on? Uh, to be completely honest, my mind has been so focused on 2021. I had to go back and look at the commitment list just to kind of get an idea of who signed. But 
Um, one other thing was just what North Carolina was able to do. I think it was in um, no, I think it was in November when they were able to to pull two guys away from NC State. Uh, that was I think I mean, obviously North Carolina liked those those players, Gosnell and uh, Jonathan Adorno. And at that time, North Carolina wasn't didn't have their or didn't meet their their offensive line quota. So, um, but to steal those guys from NC State, there was definitely an extra. I guess bonus feeling with that from the from the coaching staff. Great, I'm um, counting up the four stars now. So I think they have was it nine four stars? Yeah, nine four stars. And, and this was with adding the two when 24/7 Sports updated their the rankings. So nine 24/7 Sports composite four stars, and they added the transfer from Furman, the kicker, uh, Grayson Atkins. Technically, I guess part of this class, he'll arrive. Yeah in June with this group of guys. All right, we're gonna get into superlatives for this class. A couple kind of fun ones um, to kind of let you know some of the better players in this class. I'm gonna ask Don to not repeat a player. Okay, that's so gonna make it hard. You gotta play kind of uh, strategically here. All right, the most immediate impact for yeah. the 2020 class. Remember, 13 players have enrolled early. 13 players are on campus right now, then rolled in January. Most immediate impact, Don. I'm going to go with Josh Downs. I know North Carolina returns. I think it's all their receivers, all their starting receivers. But Downs, as anybody who watched the, the All-American Bowl saw, I mean, he's just unreal. Um, I mean, a guy, was it nine catches for 120 yards? They don't, when they, when they set up these game plans for All-American Bowls, they don't intend on giving one guy the ball nine times. But he just got open so much. And I think that just speaks to, what type of player he is? He's one of the more polished guys to come into uh, to come to North Carolina a long time. Okay, best offensive player uh, when he when he gets the during his UNC career. Best offensive player. Remember, we have this one too. Sorry, the best UNC career. Best UNC. Career. All right, I'm going to go best offensive player since I cannot use Josh Downs. I'm going to go with um, I'll go with Chriswell. I think he's a great player. I think that North Carolina saw his, or Phil Longo really, saw his potential before a lot of other people. He went to the, the Elite 11 camp and was unbelievable there. As I mentioned earlier, Arkansas tried to get on, in on him. Auburn tried to also get in on him late. Um, you know, as in a lot of, and Alabama was interested, and there's some other schools that were really interested. They kind of realized that, hey, we might have missed out on this guy. I think he's, he's going to be a good player for North Carolina once Sam Howell obviously leaves. Okay. Jacoby Criswell, the quarterback from Arkansas. All right, best defensive player, Don. Best defensive player. I'm going to go with um, with uh, Kedrick Bigley Jones. Um, you know, he's a guy who, I think, even though he's a four star, he's highly ranked. I don't. I think we kind of took him a little bit for granted. I mean, he's a guy who really works hard. He ignored all of the the um, All American Bowl stuff. He was invited. To, I can't remember. Maybe it might have been both of them, um, but he he declined those. He declined the Shrine Bowl. He declined it, you know, the opening, all that sort of stuff, because he just wants to focus on his goal, which is to go to college, become an NFL player. And I think, uh, and he, he works his butt off. His dad always sends me videos of him working out. And uh, <laughs> I know. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I think he's going to be a great player. He, he has his mind focused on it. And a lot of these kids are just naturally good players. And what takes a good player to potentially become a bust is they don't get the, the, the work ethic that's involved. And, and I think that uh, Bigley Jones has that. Next question here, most potential. So an underrated prospect right now you think has a chance to really flourish in college, maybe a lower ranked guy, most potential underrated. Yeah, my guy was Caden Baker and the rankings finally kind of caught up to uh, what I was seeing and gave him the four star. 
but I, I mean, I think anybody who's listened to the podcast knows I'm absolutely in love with this kid. Uh, everything you want in an offensive lineman, you know, he has the pedigree. His dad played for Bobby Bowden. He focused mostly on basketball up into his senior year, played for a very small school, goes to this uh, Fort, uh, Fort Myers, which is one of the powerhouses in that area. The coach really kind of coached him up, had a great senior season, great size, 6'6", 260 pounds, but that has that athleticism, which comes back to his, his basketball career. I mean, I think he's going to be an unbelievable left tackle for North Carolina and, and beyond that, to be honest. Yeah, um, offense tackle, Caden Baker from Fort Myers, Florida. <clears throat> All right, um, let's go best personality. Best on the, personality. Best personality in this recruiting class. Jefferson Boas. Um, I hesitated for a second because I just wanted to make sure. Um, and we talked about this a little bit on the podcast. One of my favorite players to call. Every time I called that kid on the phone, he didn't say hello. He didn't say, hey, Don. He said, my man, every single time, gave me the best quotes possible whenever I talked to him. Uh, I could ask him of anything. I, I did a, a piece on uh, Stephen Gosnell, his teammate and close friend, and he gave me some unbelievable quotes on that. Um, definitely a, a guy who I could see being the leader of this team after a, a couple of seasons. Most interesting recruitment to cover. Gets into a little inside baseball here yeah. with how Don covers these these players from when they're freshmen up until when they sign as seniors. Most interesting. Um, I'm looking through this list. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess Des Evans, uh, just because uh, you know he he had this plan. He wanted to visit every school in over the summer, all, or of his top ten. He wanted to visit all of his top ten this summer, and then um, he just kept on visiting North Carolina. And even though you say everything's equal, no leaders, all that sort of stuff, um, he just kept on visiting North Carolina. Um, but it was it was interesting to follow it, just because I mean, there's a lot of schools who were involved. There's a lot of rumors about this, he's going here. You know, one time he's supposed to go to South Carolina, doesn't go because his mom has some sort of graduation and then surprisingly shows up at North Carolina that same weekend. So he's probably the most interesting. It was just so high profile um, and had to end up going to his school a lot to actually interview him. Fortunately, Lee County is only like 30 minutes away from my house. All right, two more left. Best overall UNC career. When all said and done, who's gonna be the best player uh, his, his UNC career, four years. And I can't reuse years. anybody? Oh, man. Conley, right? Was that? Yeah, Conley. I'm going to go with Connolly just because he's one of my other ones, that, a favorite of mine in this class. He's a kid who, he's listed as 62203 on 24-7 sports. But, I mean, you see him in person. I mean, he's just built. He's built like an NFL player. And I kind of waited to push him with the 24-7 guys, with, with the evaluators, until after they saw him at the Shrine Bowl and at the, um, the uh, U.S. Army, or formerly U.S. Army, All-American Bowl, because I wanted them to see him in person and see how he moves. Because if you just look at his height and weight, and you think, okay, he's going to move the linebacker. But he moves so well, he's so rangy, he's so fast, he's so physical, that I feel like he stays at safety. And all those aspects of him that you think, okay, would transfer him to linebacker, actually be huge benefits for him as a, as a safety. He'll be a head, head hunter. He'll be a guy who can definitely catch the ball. Tremendous um, ball skills. That one game that he had where it was like eight catches, five touch, I mean, I'm sorry, eight touches in the game, five touchdowns, something like 325 yards, uh, just because he had to carry his high school team. I mean, he, he's a, a player for sure. Jaquarius Conley. Jaquarius Conley. Jaquarius Conley from Jackson, North Carolina. All right, and the last superlative for the 2020 class is best NFL prospect. Who from this class you think can be a potential, you know, top round pick in the NFL? Um, you can reuse a guy if you need to. 
All right, so that makes it a little bit more, a little bit tough. I'm gonna go with a different guy, just to kind of throw another name out there. Miles Murphy, and he's, I feel like, a boomer bust guy. He's that guy who has, with, born with a bunch of gifts, great size, moves really well. He's a little bit overweight, but he still um, is able to move really well, has to kind of fine tune his technique, has to kind of get stuff together off the, off the field. <clears throat> um, it was great that he transferred to Dudley High School before his senior season because those coaches get it. They were able to, to really, if it wasn't for them, he probably wouldn't be qualified. He probably wouldn't be in the position to, to enroll at North Carolina. But also they, they, got, they started kind of working on his weight, working on his work ethic, and I think that will pay off during his, uh, his college career. But I think if he just mentally gets it, understands what he needs to do, he has all the tools to, to become a great player. All right, that wraps up our 2020 discussion. The class is, is all signed, 13 players enrolled. The rest will enroll May and June uh, during the different summer sessions. And again, the number 19 class in the nation, number three in the ACC. All right, so get your questions ready for the 2021 class, or any questions could be about this class or the upcoming class. We're gonna talk briefly about 2021. Um, there's three commitments right now, Don. Yes. Can you kind of give us an overview of, of, of kind of what's going on with momentum and, and who they have signed right, or who they have committed right now and um, to get kind of get started in this conversation here? Yeah, so with the 2020 class, the same thing with the 2020 class, the focus is going to be in-state. 2021. Yeah, well, the same thing. Well, anyway, um, so uh, and not only because that's what Mac Brown wants to focus on is the, the in-state guys, but also, as I've mentioned a gazillion times by now, the 2021 class is a record-breaking class in-state. I think I believe it's 17 four-stars, which is a record for 24-7 sports. And I feel like I did a, did a uh, weekly scoop a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, where I talked about five guys I felt like, or maybe I think it was actually six guys I felt like who were strong candidates to also be four-stars. So this is a very, very strong in-state class. And so Mac Brown and company are gonna focus in-state, and that's gonna form the basis and if you look at just, just what they've done so far with this class, they, they're already succeeding in that goal with, got, with all three of their commits are in-state guys. Dontavius Nash, safety out of um, Gastonia, he committed last, um, uh, last June. Power Eccles committed recently. Caleb Hood committed recently. And then you have guys that really are kind of on the verge of potentially committing to North Carolina who are also in-state guys like Gavin Blackwell and Gabe Stevens. Um, so, so that's going to be the focus, and um, they're off to a great start. All right, so they've had a lot of junior days recently. I think back-to-back -back junior day weekends, and then kind of an impromptu one before that. Peyton Page visited this weekend. What's kind of going on in terms of the movement with some uncommitted prospects that have visited UNC a lot? What are some trends right now over the last couple of weeks you can kind of entice the crowd with? Okay, um, so um, you mentioned Peyton Page. Huge getting him on campus because – Right now, it looks like it's going to come down to North Carolina and Clemson. So whenever you can get him on, on um, campus, the better. I think he's, he's getting tired of the process, and so he could pop at any moment for whatever school. I think right now it's probably Clemson, but if UNC can keep him coming back, keep him getting comfortable with the coaching staff, that's only going to help their situation. As I mentioned, um, it was a three weeks ago, Caleb Hook committed. That was from a, a group visit to the campus. The, the weekend, or two weekends ago, that's when Power Eccles committed. That was another junior day event that he committed during. Um, so getting these guys on campus has been huge. They've been getting, the majority of their top targets have been on campus at least once during the past three weeks, and some of them have been on campus twice.
We are going to take a very quick commercial break to talk about our friends and longtime sponsors, Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. They are your place to go for Carolina gear. If you were at today's signing day event, you saw everything that Johnny T-Shirt brought. If you missed it, try to make it next year to meet the people from Johnny T. They are where you can find anything that you could want for the Tar Heel fan in your family. Be it winter gear like jackets, scarves, and hats, or spring and summer gear, they have it all. If you can make it to Franklin Street, you can shop there at their location where they have been in business for decades. They have the absolute best customer service and if you can't make it to Chapel Hill, you can always shop online at johnnytshirt.com to get that same great selection and that same great customer service. Don't forget that with this week being the annual rivalry matchup against the Duke Blue Devils, they have all the gear for that historic rivalry that you could possibly want as well, so make sure that you check that out. And don't forget that if you are a subscriber to Inside Carolina, you get 10% off of your orders either online at johnnytshirt.com or on Frank Street at the location there. So that is Giant T-Shirt and johnnytshirt.com, your place to go for Carolina gear. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bad. Do average 29 and 11. God, shit. what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing. Yeah, we're going to open up for questions now. All right, first questions from Jim Hawkins. Don, now that you are the expert on all of this, reading your most recent article, it looks like a lot of the kids we're recruiting are also being consi- or considering NC State. Is State getting their mojo back in terms of recruiting? How do you think we're going to do? State, I feel like, is heading in the opposite direction in North Carolina, which I'm sure makes everybody happy here. You know, they always say that um, you know, the first step is you fire your, your coordinators, and then if, you, if these new coordinators don't get it rolling, then um, things aren't looking so, so hot for your, your, uh, your job security. So um, obviously getting those guys on campus, North, North Carolina is going to be fighting with NC State a bunch, but really I just I don't – I don't feel like there is that momentum that they had a couple of years ago when they were able to, to pull in guys like uh, Savon um, Jackson, Jackson and, and uh, C.J. Clark and, and guys like that. All right, next question. Don, I'm really curious about your thoughts. How many of those four stars inside the state of North Carolina do you think Mac Brown can reasonably be expected to sign next year? So this one, I'm going to have to <laughs> cheat and pull up the list. Put them right here. Right there. Um, I think North Carolina has a great shot with the majority of them. The the ones that I guess I'm um, most concerned about are guys like Will Shipley, Peyton Page, Drake May. But the majority of them after that, North Carolina is definitely in it. And really, you can make a case for even even – Shipley, you can make a case for that North Carolina is in it to some degree, um, but North Carolina is definitely not the um, the favorite by any means. But really, all those four stars UNC is in there with with those guys. All right, next question. All right, it's Will from Raleigh. Um, we've heard a lot about the 2021 class with being close. Is there any guy you could 
kind of pick out as being possibly a ringleader where it's like, all right, you want this guy to commit because he's going to recruit well and possibly be a domino for other guys to say it's a good time to pick Carolina. It's a great voice on Will. We need to get him on the podcast. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, ringleader for this class. Kind of because they, they seem to momentum and a lot of them travel together and things yes, like that. Yes, no, definitely. And I didn't bring up earlier the the nineteenth of January was not a junior day, but what ended up happening was that morning was the Tom Lemming photo shoot where all the top players from in state were there, and the the plan was you know, Lemming kind of sets it up with um, NC State, so the NC State has a junior day afterwards, and they kind of piggyback off each other. What UNC has done, what it did a little bit last year, have done a lot more this past. Um, uh, lemming photo shoot was invite those guys to stop by Chapel Hill on the way either after the Tom Lemming photo shoot or after NC State Junior Day and it turned out to be quite a coup for UNC because it probably if you're looking at just talent wise that was probably their best day even way better than their their two junior days but um, to, to go back to the question the reason why that was was there is definitely a group of guys who are close together I don't know if there's one specific ringleader. I think it's, it's, it's a couple of guys. But if I had to pick one, I would go with um, Javari Ritzy. Very, um, very personable kid, super smart, uh, very active on social media, which is, which is huge nowadays, um, and uh, has a really good head on his shoulders, definitely a natural leader, and he would be my guy. That, that if you had to get somebody that would definitely help kind of start the domino effect, Ritzy would be the guy. Ritzy's a 6'4", uh, 265-pound defensive end from Kernersville, North Carolina. What, what groups of guys are kind of moving together? Well, are there a couple names you can throw? Yeah, so Ritzy's teammates with um, Rainieria, uh, Dilworth, Rara Dilworth. Um, but, you know, they're, they're all close with, I mean, they're close with Gavin Blackwell, with um, Evan Pryor, um, you know, uh, Peyton Page. Um, and this is a different class, but Travis Shaw. I mean, all those guys are really, really close together. Um, especially that Greensboro, that triad area, the you know very close, very tight knit group. Great. All right, next question, Joe Ritter, a family friend. Hey, my, my brother went to prom with your daughter. That's right. There That's right. It's great in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, my question is, if you talk to the coaching staff, do they have certain priorities position-wise for the 21 class? So, like must need, must must fills they have to have for this. 2021 class? Well, on the record, I don't talk to the coaching staff. So, but uh, when you're, to be honest, all the sources I've spoken to have said there's really not a specific need. This is more about getting the best players. So, for example, UNC only wants one or two linebackers. They have they have uh, Power Eccles committed, and if let's say Bryce Steele and maybe Day Day Wilson want to commit, they're not going to turn those guys away. That's just one sort of example. That's, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that sort of example we could play out with any other position. They'll take, they'll go over their specific quota just so that they can um, get really good players because there's just not, they, they don't feel like there's holes in this roster anymore. All right, next question. Don, calling from Fayetteville. Outside of Shipley, who do we stand good with in running back? Who is it? I'm sorry. Who is it? Outside of Shipley, mm-hmm. who would be the running back that would be looking at for Carolina? So running back targets in the 2021 class. So I feel like there's four in-state guys that I think is important for North Carolina to at least get one of them. Shipley's, Shipley's one. I wouldn't project him to North Carolina. I probably would project him more to Clemson or 
uh, maybe Stanford. Um, but the other guys, Evan Pryor, UNC's in it with him. They're kind of on the outside of his top three right now. There's also um, DeAndre Boykins, who is just taking this very, I guess, slow, sort of going with the flow approach to his recruitment. But I think he really likes North Carolina. And the fourth guy is Camaro, uh, Camaro Edmonds, who uh, really likes North Carolina. He's another one who, and I think it's kind of be an influence to kind of take things slow and kind of enjoy the process. But uh, you know, UNC, he's from Havelock, Havelock, North Carolina, and UNC has had pretty good success within the past couple of classes, past few classes within Havelock. So he's a guy that uh, I think UNC has a great shot with. All right, next question. Al Seymour from uh, Advanced North Carolina. Uh, Coach Bateman, I think a lot of us are thrilled that he's here. He's done a phenomenal job with the talent that he had and the injuries. Um, he's got to be excited about the class of 2020 and already about some in the 2021. Uh, what areas do you think he's really looking for in 2021 to improve further on the defense? <clears throat> All right, so yeah, areas uh, of need in the 2021 class for the defensive side of the ball. Well, as I, as I said earlier, I, ju I just don't think that there's a specific need. I think that they're looking at this class and you have a lot of really good guys, particularly in state, and you just get the best guys. And if that means that you land more linebackers or more defensive linemen or more safeties than what you're expecting, then then so be it. And and it'll that also allows them to take guys like Caleb Hood who maybe he's a safety, maybe he's a running back, or maybe he's a quarterback. But you don't have to worry about kind of pigeonholing him into one position because you don't have specific needs. And I, so I think it's just, let's just get the best players. Okay, guys, I think y'all can talk about Johnny T-shirt for a little bit. <laughs> okay, we'll take our ad break now. Johnny T-shirt, our sponsor of our podcast, um, local on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill and on giantteacher.com. Make sure you use the promo code for Inside Carolina, Inside Carolina subscribers, 10% off with the promo code on giantteacher.com. We appreciate their support. Great gifts today at this live uh, podcast and signing day party. So Johnny T-shirt, if you're gonna get apparel, we know all y'all are huge Carolina fans, go to Giant T-shirt. They're local, they're um, you know locally owned and have great customer service and we appreciate the support. Johnny T-shirt. And uh, Ryan Franklin Street, Giant Street. I think we need to emphasize the gifts were awesome. I mean, they were really some really good gifts. It could have been just a bunch of this, but it, we got we got not that there's anything wrong with this, but we got jerseys. Yeah, great jerseys, <laughs> we great got footballs. Jerseys, a hundred dollar gift card. I mean, that that's some um, some pretty good prizes. And it's a great partnership, and it fits us perfectly. With, you know, a UNC based obviously company with a great apparel company right down the road. I have a question for Don. Um, Drake May, okay, uh, an Alabama commitment right now. Obviously, the son of Mark May, former UNC quarterback, brother of Luke May, the basketball player from UNC. What are UNC's chances? He's committed to Alabama, but uh, it seems like they're waiting for him. They're, he's he's the guy that UNC really wants in this class. Yeah, it's so hard to really kind of gauge UNC's chances. I know that UNC, well, just if you just look at UNC's actions, it seems like there's some some optimism there for sure that they're not really going hard on any quarterbacks in the 2021 class they have some like Gus Meyer, uh, uh, Nussmeyer, uh, uh, Jarrett uh, Nussmeyer from Texas, um, the Aaron um, uh, McLaughlin he just decommitted from Auburn he's a guy that UNC I'm sure will, will continue to talk to but they haven't offered any new guys in a very very long time and so you got to think that 
conversations are going going pretty well. Now he did take a visit to UNC late during the season, and you know he obviously has connections to uh, the the program. So you got you got to expect him to probably make some some sort of I don't want to say secret, but just some under the radar sort of uh, visits to Chapel Hill with his dad for for whatever reason, and um, that's only going to help North Carolina. I think we'll know a lot a little bit more as the months kind of progress, and, and if he ends up showing up to any of these um, major recruiting events. No shortage of connections there. Dre Bly coached at Myers yes. Park. Yep. And, of course, the family connections. I mean, there's going to be no – he's going to be on campus a lot, yeah. you would assume, oh, yeah. even as uh, Alabama Clinton. All right, next question from Will. Yes, this is a question about the 2020 class. It's kind of like a Storm Duck Award. Who of the early enrollees, if, you know, given injuries or some other – um, situation should happen could come in and have a big impact for the team moving forward. Yeah, we mentioned Josh Downs earlier. Yeah. It's probably the, the player I would see him number two on the depth chart. Um, you know, as a slot receiver for UNC. But what's another player that have an impact on? Uh, I mean, you mentioned Downs. Um, I like Downs a lot. Um, you know. What about Cedric Gray? Is a guy that we really didn't get a chance to talk about, and he's probably the most surprising four-star late in the process. Added that fourth star, I think he's a guy that um, coming in in January probably hurt, probably helps more than anybody else because he doesn't have a whole lot of experience at his projected position, which is linebacker. He mostly played wide receiver prior to his senior year, um, so I could see him being a guy who, at least this season. Um, probably contributing more on special teams where I know Storm Duck ended up becoming a starter, but some injuries happen. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe uh, Cedric Gray ends up being a guy who, who plays a significant snaps on defense. I think there's a need for outside linebackers and rush linebackers, so Cedric Gray could play that role along with Cayman uh, Rucker yeah. or, or players that can rush the passer from that, that kind of outside linebacker position that, that Bateman uses. All right, next question. How many more do you want to do, Buck? I think this is going to be the last one. Okay, last question. Let's make it a good one. Okay, Doc Ryan. Don, uh, Coach Bateman generates a lot of pressure in his defense on on the quarterback. That didn't show up as much this year. Who in, in 21 class do you think, given all of the ways that he can bring it, with blitzing safeties or, or with the uh, rusher, the outside linebacker slash rush uh, defensive end, uh, who in the 21 is really going to be able to give us a lot more pressure on the quarterback? I'm going to, I'm going to go with Ra Ra Dilworth from uh, Kernersville in North Carolina. Um, he's a guy who, and this is, goes back to what I was mentioning earlier, where you're just taking the best guys. And, he, and because of that, you're able to take Ra Ra without any sort of um, worry about that you're not going to meet your quota at a particular position uh, be, because he's so versatile. And we're going to actually have a story up on him soon uh, where he kind of talks about his conversation with Coach Bateman. Where Bateman, he basically said, you know, you're going to be a guy who's going to play, um, who's from Clemson, um, Isaiah Williams. William, no, yeah. Simmons. Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. Where he literally wants him to play in the secondary, at linebacker, blitzing off of the edge, and that sort of thing. And that goes back to blitzing off the edge because he's, he's so explosive. You know, he's not, he's not your prototypical size for a, a blitzer, but he's just so explosive. And if he's coming when you don't expect it, that, that's just as good as being 6'6", you know, 200 and whatever pounds. So he, he would be my guy to, to, uh, that I think could, could put some pressure on the quarterback. 
All right, and that, that concludes it for us. We appreciate all listening. I have some great informa information there. Uh, we appreciate Don's work. I appreciate Ross's work. <laughs> Definitely check out the podcast. We do them you know, weekly or, or every other week, football recruiting, and we appreciate all y'all coming here. And that's it for us. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.